Welcome Maya Songbird to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Maya was described by the Bay City Beacon as a sexually, spiritually charged, and sonically groundbreaking chanteuse. Her work is wonderful, and tonight we're excited to shine a light on who she is, why she creates, what she stands for, and more. Please welcome to the program, Maya Songbird. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> what does it mean to be sexually charged, sexually, spiritually charged? I don't know. When you said that, I was like, oh, I am? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree, but I was curious what it meant. Um, well, thank you for coming. I know you had to come a, a ways. You, you came from Oakland or San Francisco? Actually, came from El Cerrito, Richmond. El Cerrito, Richmond. Okay. It was a nice drive. The sun yeah. felt good. Yeah, it was yeah. out today. If it had been raining, there would have been a rainbow. And I've read that you connect very strongly with the imagery of the rainbow. Yes. You've said that you identify as a gender of rainbows. Yes. And you've also said that your soul is a super rainbow attached to a black cloud. Ooh, I was having a day that day. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. why, why is the rainbow important to the soul of Maya Songbird? Well, I just, I've always loved rainbows when I was a little girl. My room was decked out with rainbow bright. That was my thing. Yeah. You know, and I grew up in the Castro City of Rainbows right there. That's the rainbow in itself. And um, I just always love how the colors are coming together in unity and it just shines so brightly. It's so beautiful. And when I say I'm a black cloud, I feel like I have a dark soul at times. Um, so I'm attached to a rainbow. It's like I'm on the cusp of Scorpio Sagittarius. So like that Scorpio side is black and then like the Sag side is a rainbow. So it's like that's me. What do you think the percentage? You think it's 50-50 dark <laughs> rainbow? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a nice half and half percentage. Do you have to force the dark out sometimes or do you think it just does the work naturally? I embrace it. It's it's cool to have. I feel like um it's great to have the dark side, you know, cuz I can easily shine the light on it when it gets a little too out of hand, but I have to kind of embrace it cuz it's a part of me, you know. Yeah. And um yeah, it's a good 50-50. We're not doing no 60-40 or anything like that. <laughs> no 70-30. It's 50-50, dark and rainbow. Origin story. We're just we're doing origin story right now. You uh, One other thing that I saw you said is that your soul has lived on other planets. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I read that. It yeah. said that um, my soul was originally from Uranus. Let's laugh at that because I grew up in the Castro. <laughs> no, no, but no, no. Hey, you know, we're with it. We're with it. It's good. <laughs> On my way to Earth, I stopped at Venus. That's why on Earth, I'm such a loving being because I had proper training of love on the planet Venus. So, yeah, yeah. that's what it said in my chart. I did I did a little research. I read it. Someone sent me to this web website called groupofvenus.com. Everybody should go there so that they can get their birth chart and find out about their soul's identity and their karmic cycles and all that great stuff. And I read, that's what it told me. It said that you lived on Uranus first and then you came to Venus and then you went to earth so there you have it and you've also said that this is why you're so weird here on earth yes yeah. and i'm still adapting every day on how to be a human but um it's weird you know like i feel like it's it's such a box that is in place on everybody because our souls they're free without a body you know but you get a mission and you come to earth you know and 
then when you die, you know, they say there's either heaven or hell. Which one are you going to? You're not going to neither. Your body is going to try to find a new mission. You know, sometimes you're able to like be in limbo and like jump on stars and do all kind of free stuff because your soul is not in a body anymore. That's just what I believe. My mom is like a diehard Christian. She'll be like, I can't believe you're saying any of this. <laughs> she's crying right now. She's not raised this way. So your belief is then that like we've all been on other planets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We all experience um, things before our souls get here to Earth. Um, we choose our parents. Um, also, I was watching something that really touched my soul. Um, when we die... You, of course, I don't know if you know, you get to see your funeral and stuff like that. See, here I am getting dark. The dark's coming out. I can't hide it, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, you get to see your family's reaction, and you are, like, then taken on to other souls that you might have known before you came to Earth. Um, without a body, you're able to go to London for free. You know, you don't have to pay Spirit Airlines, the worst airline on the, the planet. So <laughs> terrible. Somebody told me it's like giving them gas money to fly you somewhere, awesome. you know. <laughs> I've flown it once. And it's I will terrible. Not, it's not good. It was sardines. Horrible. I got, it was just not what I wanted. Horrible. But anyway, um, you believe this as well. You believe that you can yeah. kind of float around after yeah, you get back. I have plans. Yeah. Yes. Where are, you, where are you going to first? Uh, where are you stopping by? It's, it's pretty mundane. I want to come back and skate. I missed <laughs> great skateboards when I was a kid. I want to come back and skate, and I would like to have a swimming hole on the river that I grow up on next time. I love time. it. Yeah. I love it. And that would uh, suit me. And I made a promise. If I get that, I will pay more attention to my piano lessons. Okay. Yeah. You so. sound like me. I didn't pay attention to my piano lessons See? either. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to make that trade. I love it. Piano lessons were boring. Yeah. When you're a kid. They were. Do you have a plan? Do I have a plan? For when you die? I literally just tweeted this. One of my friends that crossed over, I'm like, I can't wait to meet them. When it's time for me to go, I'm like, come rescue me. Let's dip. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I'm going to go as of yet. Um... I kind of just want to relax a little bit, like on a beach somewhere, you know. Um, I do also want to go to some different planets. And it's crazy also because I'm like, humans, we've named all these other planets names that are probably not even their names. Like the people who live on quote unquote Jupiter is like, that's not the name of my planet, you know. <laughs> we didn't even check in with them. You know, we just were like, we're going to name that planet right there, Jupiter. That one Venus, that one's Mars. And I feel like Mar they don't get a proper chance to speak up for themselves. And I also feel like we can't see what they're doing as they can't see what we're doing. So when they come to look at us, they see what we see when we look at things on Mars. We can't see their world because... We are not meant to see their world, just like they can't see us. I also believe there's a parallel universe where there's Earth, and then there's a twin Earth that's there, rotating, that we haven't discovered yet. But it's like literally everybody on that planet is actually the good version of what we are here because this planet has gone to, can I say hell? Yes. Yeah. Can I say you, some other curse words? Yeah, you can elevate it if you want to say shit. This planet, this planet has gone to shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's gone. It's gone really down. I'm I'm very shocked at the actions of people and how we haven't evolved. You know, like we're in 2020 and we're sitting here and we don't have flying cars. We have reality TV. That's what we have, and it's gotten out of hand. <laughs> so when you were younger, you thought 2020 would be like, wow, this is the future. Yeah. And now we here we are in the future. Well, yeah. we do have FaceTime. Yeah. That was something that they were talking about, remember? Yeah, how it would absolutely. be like, 
you'd be able to video call someone. So that's here. Yeah. So we got we got to give them props. We have iPhones. What else do we have? Um, that's true. I mean, we have increased rent. We, we have everywhere. made it to the moon and stuff like that. But you're right. There's yeah. nobody nobody flying to Mars and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people will be able to hang out with Maya Songbird when they listen to this episode in a way oh, that in a way that yeah. 50 years ago they wouldn't have been able to do. True. So that is kind of cool. True. Yeah. After I'm all like dead and gone, that's so sad. I They'll know still be right. listening. Does it make you sad though? Because you you'll be able to see them enjoy your music. Well, just the process of having to leave my body, yeah. like I don't want to feel pain. So I'm kind of like just wanting to get old and die in bed or something like that. You know, that's going to take a while or during amazing sex, like on a plane. I don't know. No, I don't want to like that. Well, no, no, not sex on a plane. You guys Let's see. How do I want to die? Yeah. What would be the most amazing venue for sex? To, um. If you were going to have to choose one and, and that was going to be when you died. That's, oh, God. I like how you sex lean back. When you you're, die. Like, you're like, I'm out of here. I'm not talking about this. Well, you know about that one couple that was having sex and they fell out the window. No. No, I don't know about that. Where was that? At? <laughs> I missed that. Too. <laughs> I think that was like in China or something like uh, that. A couple of years back, yeah, they were having great sex and they died because they fell out the window together. They broke the window and psh, wow, fell to their death. Like maybe, maybe like, <laughs> maybe like sex in like space, like in a spaceship or something. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah, you hear that, boys? You don't have the <laughs> exactly. You don't. You don't have the the constrictions of gravity. Yeah. Um, you don't have to come back to Earth. You, don't you have can to get lost in space. Lost in space with someone that you love. I will love that. That'll be hot. Yeah. That'll be hot. That's well, that's it. That's the money maker. I'm gonna right think there. a good thought for you that that yes, happens. Yes. I hope you know. I hope that that happens. See, and that could happen. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. In your lifetime, that might be available. They're very close to putting us at least. Circ- circling the globe and, and orbiting the planet, so I love it. Yeah, yeah, might be able to pull that. So off. I'm assuming, like, right at the point of orgasm, you'd like to die. I'd like to, or maybe like right before, um, or right after. If I have an orgasm in space, I think right there would just be death. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no coming. I would not be able to live anymore. Like, how could I come back to Earth and uh, walk down the street with all these normal people after I've had an orgasm in yeah. space? Yeah. How do I top that? Yeah. Well, to be honest, y'all, I'd rather actually take that back. I don't want to die in space having orgasms. Yeah. I want to croak on stage yeah. singing my song "Regal Slut." Regal Slut. I want to be like a hundred years old and singing "Regal Slut," and then when I go hit the high note, just fall out and die yep. that's the Six, way to do it that's the it way is to go. you know a good friend of mine died that way he was actually playing on stage uh uh doing a walk-on with his son's band mm. and he'd finished the song and he looked over at his son and he said my god this is the greatest moment i've ever had Aww. yeah what a way to go and then he died yeah and then he died like right there on the stage yes had a heart attack yeah. had a heart attack and that's it, me y'all that's that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be you someday yeah. that's gonna be me yeah you said that in 2009 you stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> I did. Seems like that was an important moment. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had just got fired from my third job in three years. Like I literally would get jobs and then I would get fired. You know, just just simple things. This was corporate stuff, right? Corporate, yes. Yeah. They were just like, you need to go and do something else with your life because this is not it for you. You know, because corporate sucks but I did actually learn a lot of pointers 
in which I have directed towards my own independent career because that's when I was just like, okay, I'm not going back to a job, everybody. And everybody was like, okay, how are you going to take care of yourself? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to try music full time. And I just kind of went there and never looked back. And the song 13 Weeks is about getting that letter from the EDD office. Like you have 13 weeks before we cut you off. What are you going to do? It's not about a pregnancy. Everybody always thinks it's about that I got pregnant and I'm like oh my god I have 13 weeks before I can actually you know cut the pregnancy no it's not about that but if that happens to you go ahead and make your decisions you know if that helps it's fine no judgment (laughs) at this table (laughs) (laughs) was the pre-2009 Maya Songbird the one that still gave a fuck was she was she a lot different than this Maya Songbird you know my levels of giving a fuck has progressed immensely over the years yeah. you know like j curve you know what i mean like you kind of didn't and now you really don't i really don't yes. i'm at the next level well, i some part of me there's things that i do give a fuck about you know it, i give a fuck about like women liberation and like happiness and joy you know and doing what the hell you want to do in life but um i've definitely I, i'm definitely a different person than i was in 2009 Um, Because I was just basically transitioning from not doing what everybody else wanted me to do for real, for real this time. Because I've always kind of been my own person. But now I took it to the next level. I was like, now I really don't give a fuck because everybody's telling me, well, you can't become a full-time musician and not have a job. You have to at least have a part-time job. You know, you have to, you know, you're never going to make it as a musician. Like, that's like a one in a hundred chance and you're not going to make it. So I had to kind of carve out my own way and make my own rules and really not give a fuck, you know? And, and yeah, every year it's a new year of level of not giving a fuck. I feel like with you and I don't know you that well, but that the more someone tells you you can't do something, the more you're like, Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? I can't do that. Yeah. It's been my downfall to be honest. Yeah. I don't recommend it. You guys, well, <laughs> you, you can't help it. I think it's a part of who you are, part of your soul. Yeah, It's in my soul. But I tell you, it's, it's been a, a very brutal decision to make because like society is like no you can't be this and then sometimes the universe spanks me too the universe is like now you know better you know so like (sighs) so you you talked about things that you do give a fuck about Uh, liberation is one of them oh yeah um how much of a role does activism play in the music that you make and and like the stuff that you believe in in terms of a better world and the causes that you believe in does that kind of overlap at all with the stuff that you make always yeah it's definitely gonna be something that I see and say, oh, I need to address this. You know, we're going to turn this into a song because people need to know, like, it's almost as if um, we're having class and school is in session and I'm your teacher and you're you're listening. I got my chalkboard. People who are broke, they just want to dance. That's it. You know, people who are broke. I just literally tweeted. I was like, that's crazy, y'all. I was a different person when I wrote people who are broke, but I'm still broke. So maybe I'll write another song, talk about still being broke. And then we'll talk about how, they're kicking all the artists out. We'll talk about how there's no justice in the ghost ship. We're going to talk about how Oakland's being gentrified intensely, you know? So, yeah, music is definitely a pat- platform for me to speak out. And then I have people that agree, and they're like, let's make sure this song is heard because I agree with her. Cool. You get your freedom, your liberation. You've also said that making art is, is sharing joy for you. No matter what, art is always, art and music, music more so has always been in my life. It's just no way of walking away from it, no matter what. What I was going through when I was a rebellious teenager and I was running away from home doing what I wanted to do, you know, partying. I was out there going to raves because that's what the thing was to do in the late 90s was to go to a rave, you know, especially in San Francisco. 
But um, had a lot of good ones in this building around that time. Oh, too. you don't say! I should have yeah, took a bus to Petaluma, huh? Yeah, yeah, Ain't that yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah, I never ventured. Every, everybody trickling out at like 7 a.m. when 7 everybody's coming to work <laughs> yeah. across here, the street. Huh? Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah, all right. I love it. Yeah, That's yeah. where I should I should have been here. Yeah, they were they were off the hook. It was it was a great yeah. time. And you were yeah. here for the whole time, right? Uh, yeah, I was here for the yeah. whole oh, nice, time. You were nice. up till 7 a.m. Sorry to interrupt. No, but I was just, very uh, nice. No, that sounds like a party. Can we bring that back? Does it still happen? No. Boy, I'd like to be here. If we ever tried that, I'd end up in jail. Oh yeah, because now yeah, they're yeah. really pushing People it. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. uptight. Well, yeah. you know, I yeah. said when they gentrified San Francisco, they literally put a curfew. It's like someone, someone's mom moved into San Francisco and was like, "Time for your bedtime, San Francisco." <laughs> so you yeah. were you were rave girl. Yes, yeah. very living much. Living that life. Was in the Castro. Was a Castro kid. Used to hang out. Came home when I wanted to after. Cause my mom used to work nights and then she had a boyfriend so she would never really be home and that was my my time and i lived in a prime location on 15th and noe like two blocks away from the castro two blocks away from church and market you know like i had everybody used to be at my house you know and it was just a party and i would cut school to come home and watch jerry springer that was the thing to do back in the day <laughs> you know but i only went to i would go to music class so i would always make sure that I would be at music class. And then also I was the person that always sung at the assemblies, you know, like I had my solo, my walk on stage moment, everybody knew who I was. They'd be like, Oh, there's Maya. She's going to be a famous singer one day. You know, you, <laughs> I think in my yearbook, someone, people were writing all about like, it's okay that you fall asleep in class. I just wish that I was able to do that. Like you, like, how do you get away with that? And then someone was like, make sure you don't fall asleep while you're driving your tour bus. Literally in my yearbook. So, so yeah, music has always been a part of my life. They, didn't, my they soul. didn't realize that you would have a driver at that point. You're not driving that, your own tour bus. You'll I be, probably am. You think so? She's a hands-on type of girl. She's a low-income celebrity. So, yes, I don't get the luxury of having someone drive my tour bus. I'm going to drive, drive my own, own tour, tour bus. bus. Okay, so Castro is where you grew up. Yes. How do you think that shaped you? It really shaped me. Because, yeah. like, um... I grew up in a place where everybody was liberated because they didn't have to hide who they were. You know, everybody was gay and it was it was happiness. It was joy. Um, I never forget being a kid and Prince wore his butt cheeks out at the American Music Awards. And the very next day, everybody had their butt cheeks out <laughs> in the Castro with a lot of butt cheeks out, a lot of leather chaps. I remember that a lot. And um just just um, being loved well by my neighbors, like I can still go home and people are still there and they're like, Maya, you know, it's been gentrified heavily. Like it's so different now. But um, Leslie, the store guy is still there. Guy, the flower guy is still there. The Jolly family is still there. And I could just walk down my street and someone would see me and they'll be like, hey, I go visit. I visit all the time when I when I go to San Francisco. If I'm not tired and I'm playing a gig and I have a little bit of time, I slide over to my, my house. And if you want to slide over, it's 2179 15th Street. You should knock on the door and tell him, give Maya her house back. <laughs> so you don't know who lives there anymore, or do you? Um, All I know is the person who has the house now, they painted a very ugly color, and they should probably have not done that. Matter of fact, I should mail them a letter and say, you know what? I grew up here, and you guys painted this house very ugly. <laughs> if you want, I will mail them if it, with a clip of you saying that if you want. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's I'm do down. it. See what they say. 2179 15th Street. Go there. Protest. Let's stage a protest. It's time for them to give me back my house. I've been okay. wanting my house back for I have dreams sometimes where I'm still living in the house because that house was such a part of my life because yeah, we moved there in 1989. January 1st, 1989. I'll never forget because the carpet was like 
grass. Yeah, it was like gr- the green hideous grass, yes. like the long kind. Too, yes, right? it was oh, yeah. it was long and just hideous and horrible. But it was my own room and. And I had my mom had like decorated with rainbow bright. I had rainbow bright curtains, rainbow bright pillows, the rainbow, everything. Again, the rainbow. Yes, yeah. rainbow bright was a very big part. That and my favorite movie from Avon, Barbie and the Rockers. <laughs> a great movie. And she went into outer space on that in that movie. Yeah. And um, did she, she die having sex? No, she did okay. not die having sex. However, <laughs> she was like. Barbie's going into outer space for peace and love. That's exactly how she sounded. I hope you guys like my imitation. Mm -hmm. And she got stuck in outer space and she ended up in the 60s, from the 80s to the 60s. And she ended up actually um, then meeting a scientist who was able to um, flip it for her and get her back to the 80s. And then she had met his daughter and she was like, she came to her concert in the 80s and was like, Barbie, it's me. And showed her the locket and Barbie was like, I love you. And it was whack, but whatever. (laughs) But I still have this movie and literally to this day, we'll fight you over that movie if you try to take it out my house. That's like the opposite of Austin Powers, I think. Barbie and the Rockers. How so? so? Well, Austin came from the 60s to the 80s, didn't he? Uh, Well, to the 90s, really. Was it the 90s? Yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Wow. When's the last time you watched that movie? Um, I want to say it's been about maybe three years. Oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah, it has been because I had a friend over and she actually went to sleep during the movie. And I told her, I can't believe you're going to sleep during this very important movie. Yeah, traitor. <laughs> you know, I fight my son over this movie, too. He tried to take yeah. the movie. What did he try to do with it? He tried to put it in his room. Okay, no, okay, that's not going to cool. work. That's no, good. it's not going to work. It's it has my work. name. My mom wrote my name on it so when I was a little kid. <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask that in the not give a fuck quotient. What does having a teenager do to that? Oh gosh, he ruins my part. He's the serious person. Uh-huh. I'm the I'm the fun person, and he's actually very serious. He's all earth. He's sun, moon, rising, earth sign. He's a Virgo sun for the people who care. Virgo sun, um, Capricorn moon, Taurus rising. So he's very grounded, very serious, and here I am. The total opposite. <laughs> Perfect. You got a lot of eye rolls from him? I get a lot of, can you not, Mom? You're embarrassing, you Mom. Not. Like yesterday, I was driving him to school, and I saw my homegirl in traffic. I was like, hey, girl. And she was rolling <laughs> down her window. He was like, can you not, Mom? I'm late. <laughs> I'm late to high school. Can you not? I was like, that's my friend. I want to say hey. I want to talk, you know. How can I not? Yeah. He's a hater, you yeah. know. He's a teenager. Always teenager. is he always like is <laughs> underneath it all? Do you think that there's a non-hater? No. Or is, is, oh, really? You I think, think he's literally born on this planet to, to be just a be a hater. What does he think about the Maya Songbird project? Um, he literally says that I have not had a good album since the eighty ninety project. The eighty ninety project. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? That album? was two thousand twelve. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hater. That's well, a hater. Yeah, but yeah. did you did you connect with him? Geez, isn't that about the time that you got here? Oh, no. He's <laughs> been here on the planet since 2004. He's oh, wow. a real 15. I know it's hard to believe. Okay. People think yeah. it's crazy because people think that I am not his mom. Because like, you, you look pretty similar in age. I, would I look younger than him, actually. Really? Cool. He's really tall, and he's taller than me. And um, I just have a, a youthful spirit. I just, you know. And he's like a, an old man. He's the old soul. He's definitely been here before. Yeah. He told me one time when he was a kid talking about, I was sent here to protect you. Oh, go away, little kid. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I think can't he believe was, you said though. that. He probably was, yeah. you know. You know, he's from my planet. There you go. Does he know that? 
he doesn't want to admit it, but you know, <clears throat> because I'm weird and he's all like, I'm normal. I'm a normal person. Okay, keep telling yourself that. Do we have kind of a child parenting the parent dynamic? I think so, yeah. you know, but it's whatever. I'm fun mom. I like to have a good time. Look, so you know? I, I saw the article, uh, the mom's article, mm-hmm. and I saw you holding him and you guys, it was a great picture of the two of you. Uh-huh. And But that's what he exudes, by the way. He is your protector. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful, that's a blessing. Yeah, he's a great kid. I couldn't yeah. ask for a better person to come from my planet and protect me. One nice you thing well, about him, I mean, I, I don't know him, but it seems like he probably makes it so you don't go too far off the deep end. Um, because you've got a responsibility. Like you've got a responsibility yeah. to make sure that he stays alive. I mean, now that he's a teenager, he can take care yeah, of himself. True. It's not so much of me protecting I worry a lot about him. And that's that's the craziest thing because you never are thinking when you're with child and you get ready to have your child and you're having a baby. You never think that when this little kid grows up that you're going to be stressed out about yeah. one day someone saying something's wrong with your child, something happened. It's just the scariest thing ever. I worry so much about him, especially when I'm on the road. I'm not there and I let him know my dates that I'm going to be gone and how he is not going to embarrass me <laughs> when I'm out of town. I mean, at least embarrass me when I'm home. Well, Don't embarrass yeah. me. That's Sounds like you're like, the one doing the embarrassing. You know, I mean, yeah. just being, because you know, like, I'm hot, you know, so it's like, your mom's a MILF. You know, what do you expect? <laughs> I have MILFs, that, and that's right, guys. I'm single. Everyone, I'm single. Just want to let you know that Good I'm single. Good information if anybody's out there. You hear that? Come take your a look. Your son is going to call us and ask us to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I make my threats that he's getting a stepdad soon. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You know. Does he get first right of, of refusal on that? Or? Um, I take into consideration at all times cool. what my son feels. Yeah. You know, so if my son doesn't like you, you ain't cool. passing through. You know. So people can go to mayasongbird.com. There's a contact form on there, and they can <laughs> submit their application Ooh, if they you want know what? to. I should put that up yeah. there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was thinking of remodeling mayasongbird.com because I actually haven't touched it since last year because a lot happened towards the end of the decade to where like my sister passed away and that just kind of ate at me and then like um the ghost ship happened and just just everything just fell apart and I just was not feeling like posting you know and so I've been prom I said that I was going to post um to recap the last decade but I just have not felt like it so I would imagine, like, when you tell the East Bay Express that you are pussy-powered, that's a line that your son would read and be like, Mom. Oh, oh no, he hates that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I used to have on the wall yeah. in our house, I am woman, I am beautiful, and so is my vagina. Yeah. And he would take his friends into the room and say, read this, you guys. And he's like, they would, oh, no, how could she say that? You know, little kids, little boys, they'd be like, how could she say that, Tyree? You know. But there's a reason why, right? I mean, you, I you try to be a vo- you try to be a voice for for women to express themselves. Yeah, yeah, and you try to be a symbol, don't you? And this yes. is what I gather from your work. Oh yes, you 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 believe that there are a lot of people who are kind of timid about who they are. Of course, and, and you try to live to by be. example, right? And I want for people to follow my example and be like, I too am this crazy, like Maya. I too. And black powered. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I too am an empowered woman. That's important. That's so important. 100%. Why, last question about your son. Why was he trying to take that movie, that Barbie movie? Because he knows I loved it. Like, he took the Mean Girls. He took my Mean Girls movie. You know what I'm saying? And the movie holds up, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, he grew up on, I, we didn't have cable TV. We had VHS. We had VHS. And so he grew up on watching VHS, you know? And, and a lot of people are like, in his age group, what is a VHS? 
He grew up on VHSs and DVDs, and let's not forget those lovely cassettes. Yeah. He grew up on cassettes, because that's my era. So, of course, that's what I'm going to have in my house, because my mom didn't have cable for me either, because she was, like, heavy Christian. So I would just have to, like, kind of improvise and watch videos, you know, and... Yeah. An- another movie that was just integral to who you are was The Craft. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that in the movie theater. Let's talk about how that movie changed you. It made that, me. That, that turned on a light bulb inside oh, my yeah. song. Did you see me? <laughs> did you see me lighting up? I'm seeing you light up. It was yeah. amazing, yeah. to be honest. And at every summer party, we did light as a feather, stiff as a board. And actually, no one actually levitated. That sucks. So if somebody hasn't seen the movie, um, they don't know why this movie is so important to you. But you discovered something about yourself. Like yeah. You saw this movie and you're like, holy shit. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. I am a witch. That is important and that's the truth. I'm not only a witch, but I'm a natural witch, which means that I was born a witch. That's just who I've always had this magic inside. And it's crazy. When I was 14, I got in a lot of trouble because I went into the bathroom at church. And I put on black lipstick and came outside and everybody said, oh. <gasps> And the pastor had to sit down and talk to me and told me how evil it was to put on black lipstick. And the thing is this, it's so crazy because years and years later, I run into a girl that I went to church with and I was, she was like, remember when you put on black lipstick? And she was like, that was awesome, you know? So it was like, <laughs> stuck with her. I was inspiring, you know? Like here I am 14 years old, already stepping up and saying, I don't agree with what you're saying about this, you know? But I definitely knew I was a witch and I told my mom and she didn't like it, you know? but. She's really a Christian and I'm really not a Christian. You know, I don't believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I do believe in God, a witch who believes in God. But mostly my um, power is flames, fires, candles. You know, I make magic candles that everybody always messages me and tells me that after they did a ritual with my candle, they've had a crazy experience. And by the way, I bought you guys some candles. Far out. Love it. Yes. Yeah. What's an example of a crazy experience that your candles have made? Okay, well, I have a friend who messaged me, a a fan who's a friend, and um, she told me that she had got a candle from Maya's Magic Shop. She had bought a green money candle, vagina candle, and she had just started stripping and she wasn't making any money, and I told her that if she did a ritual with this candle, she would make money, and so that's what she did. She did a ritual. She also bought some of my um, potions, my confidence potion, um, which has pheromones in it, Oh, yeah. Get you into a lot of trouble. You come over here. I'm the wild one here, you know. And um, (laughs) so, yeah, she told me that she did a ritual. She put that on and she went to the strip club and she met a a man for the evening. And, you know, and he cashed her out and she made all this type of money. And she said, thank you so much. It worked. Your potion and your candle worked. And I always get messages like like. I love to actually sit there and just hear stories of what happens after you do a ritual with my oh, candle because yeah. I've heard some crazy shit, y'all. Like, I'm like, damn, my candle did that? I said, damn, I'm sorry. I should have warned you. <laughs> they were like, no, it's amazing. It's like it's addictive because it's like some crazy magic shit happens. So I feel pretty excited to be able to share my my magic with um, in my words, in my music, in my persona, who I am, and in my art, in my candles, and my potions, um, and my earrings, chokers, whatever I'm making, people feel me. So I'm definitely making my mark on this earth, and that's what I was born to do. And no matter how long I'm here for, I'm going to try to every day to make my mark and be felt, you know? What is it to be a witch? It just means you have the power to create these things? Um, No, it's not just that. It's all in about how I live my life, you know? Um, 
every day from day to day it's just like my rituals empower me like the things I do if I'm if I have an issue or I need something to come through I'm gonna sit down and do a ritual so it's just um a everyday type of thing is not just some hat you put on and now you're a witch no it's definitely a soul mission and this is why you're planted here on earth and that was for me to be a witch and to share good things through my I'm a good witch you know there's some bad witches I, on this I, planet. I've met them, I know. And they're actually called bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you have a magic shop. I do. You have a magic shop. Be- because you are a witch, you have started a shop. And this is an important thing. Th- in fact, the, the magic shop changed your life. It did. It did. The first time I heard about you was my friend Remy from the band Vice Rain had bought a golden penis hypnotism pendulum at an event you were selling in 2016. <laughs> yeah. What does that do? What does a, a, a golden penis hypnotism pendulum <laughs> do? Well, when I came up with that, I was um, primarily thinking about giving the power back to women. And how can I give the power back to femmes? Of course, with the penis. You know what I'm saying? That rod right there has been known to everyone to be the power, you know? She, she who controls the penis controls Hello. the world. Hello. Yeah. So... I figured a penis pendulum would be great. You know, you get your yes and your no and your maybes. You, I don't know if you do any pendulum work, but you basically write on a piece of paper, yes, no, maybe in the middle. And you let your pendulum do the talking for you. You ask a question and you let the pendulum answer the question. You have to really get used to your pendulum and get comfortable with it. <clears throat> but once you are able to control, I call these to be tools of divination. So like... Some tools of divination will be tarot cards. That's a tool of divination. Some people use crystals, pendulums, um, things like that are definitely set in stone to help you navigate as a witch. Um, So, yeah, that fun little tool um, has not out actually primarily. Right now I'm just doing candles, but I did have that pendulum. And I'm bringing it back now that everybody knows. I'm going to bring it back, patent it, and if you steal it from me, we're going to fight, you know. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that it would be bad juju. I would. It think. would be bad juju, and yeah, it's definitely real. It's real. It works, though, you know. And yeah. How did the shop change your life? Well, I was too poor, you guys. Cue the violins. I was really poor, and I couldn't afford to like, you know, I would be at shows, and other artists would have lavish T-shirts and CDs, and here I am with homemade earrings and CDs that I burned and decked out with glitter, you know what I mean? Because I didn't have money to go and buy all that, like, lavish stuff, but I still had to be able to sell something, you know, for my brand. And and so I started um, with that. And over the years, like, I started adding more products, product, products. And the next thing you know, like, my merch store became more popular than me. I feel like people look forward to my candles more than me then to me you know if they've they kind of did their own thing and started their own like entity so now it's like Maya Songbird oh she runs Maya's magic shop but they don't know that was my merch store so do you have to go to one of your shows to to find your magic shop um you can come to a show and the magic shop will be there but also I do vending events so I'll pull up at vending events and also starting March 26 it's official we are in the Oakland secret store so Oakland secret we're like a store within a store so they're a store, but then we have a section and we're in the store, you know. I'm also in down at Lulu's in Oakland and I'm in a, um, other stores, but I haven't really been able to like re-up stores because I've been so busy and it's just me, you know. I can only do so much. If I'm playing a show or I'm going on tour, I got to have my merch, you know, and I haven't been able to like send out 
kits to people but um now that i've moved to a new studio space shortly i will be able to send out yes what candles do you have right now like oh. what, are, what are the powers these candles give Ooh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. i bought i bought you guys um some tiny cubes which is healing emotions and money they're blue and green the blue is for healing emotions and the green of course is for that money and then i bought you guys a penis candle which is blue and that's also for healing emotions i bought you a vulva which is red and that's for like calling in a lover getting some love some action some lust some passion i'll take the penis one you can have the vulva <laughs> okay I'll yeah. take it. i want to hear about the story that happens <laughs> yeah, i want you to call me let me know maya let me tell you what happened when i lit that vulva <laughs> okay beautiful you got it <laughs> we'll bring you back he can tell us about the whole yeah. night i'm ready for it yeah that'll probably get me in trouble too but oh yeah, yeah. No, no 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 it'll be fun it'll be fun you yeah. bet i okay. love it yeah oh, put on boy. some bootsy collins and they're calling cool. in yes that's All gonna right, be lovely that's smoking that'll yes work. Yeah. yes Good. i'm here for that so those uh, thank you so much that, what a really beautiful thing yeah uh, what else do you have in the shop like so those are some of the things i mean is there anything magic else? candles yeah people know about that i have potions i have um chokers and we'll have like a annual choker fest which is not a place where people come and choke each other people no. tend to think that for some reason i'm i don't understand maya why you're having choker fest it's not so people are like you should change it to choker con so that people can understand it's the concept of chokers you know yeah so we sell chokers i sell rings do these sell, chokers have magic powers um or are they just, is it just style they're just cute and stylish yeah. but you know they might call in a lover you'd be like all cute and stuff and they like i like how that choker's choking you right now and next thing you know voila magic abracadabra on that so the the your mother did not like the witch stuff. And she still doesn't. She still doesn't like the witch stuff, and also doesn't like the music stuff. She doesn't so like my music. So you guys no. are like really at odds on some major life things. Yeah. Has she come around on either of these things, or is she still feeling uh, pretty critical of both? Well, I play my music for her, and she's like, "Well, you know, I love you, and I love your voice, but I don't like your message." So the message being like everything you've described so far tonight. She doesn't like regal slut. Yeah, well, why doesn't she like Regal Slut? This is the song you're going to die to. I know, I mean, yeah. I want to die right when it's like, I'm telling the audience, what the audience do? When I say, baby, I'm a Regal Slut, the audience says, slut, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's all fun, you know, like, it's taking back the power of the word. It's such a derogatory word. Everybody's like insulting people with that word. And here I am saying, you know what? Call me that because I'm a Regal Slut. I'm the best slut there is. I'm on top of my slutty game, you know, and um, she doesn't like it because she didn't raise me that way, yeah. you know, but. She doesn't like the idea of being a slut. Well, she doesn't like the fact that I'm saying. That you're a slut. Yeah, and then my son said, well, mom, you're not a slut. And then I was like, you don't know what I do when you're not around, Tyree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you embrace it. <laughs> most, pe most people would not want people to know that they're a slut. You want people I'm to know. I'm happy about it. You, yeah, you're taking I'm it I'm very slutty. Yeah. I have a slutty <laughs> mind. I mean, I wrote a song called Lust. Yeah, you know, people it's are a beautiful out here tune and say it's not a love song. Yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a song about lust, a song about forbidden yeah. fantasies. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so like witches too, they get a bad rap, and you and you say that's okay. I want to take this turn yeah. back. You know, not yeah. all witches are bad. Yeah, no, I'm a good witch. Yeah, 
It's just a, it's a, a theme throughout all your work is it's like all these things that society kind of looks at negatively. You're kind of like, maybe they're not bad. Yeah. In fact, I am these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And they're quite good, actually. Well, yeah, society turns their nose about a whole bunch of stuff. Let's talk about that. You have that song, Marry Me. Yeah. Spelled M-E-R-R-Y. Yes. And that's kind of about society and their sort of idea about what you should be doing in a relationship, right? Yes. Mm. Tell us about that song a little bit. Well, I was inspired because... You know, my grandma will always, she's super old fashioned she's from a different era. She was like born in 1920 or something like that. And so she would always, you know, like prepare me for marriage, you know, and even on her deathbed, I was like, yeah, I go by Maya Songbird now, grandma. She was like, somebody married you. I said, no, I married the stage, <laughs> you know, but she was very gung ho about me getting married one day and I just haven't been excited about it. Like, I just don't like the conventionalities of marriage and what the ideal of marriage is this doesn't seem fun and even in the video i kind of like emulated my grandma on how she would always just like be a housewife you know she would clean cook all that stuff you know and that's what marriage looks like to me it's like being subservient to a man and i just can't imagine myself ever being that so it's me taking a stand and being the punk that i am and fighting back about these ideas of what marriage is supposed to be like whoever marries me is going to have to probably be my butler 100 <laughs> percent. he's out there he's out there one day huh yeah i'm but, definitely not subservient but so like you when you're centered like you realize this about yourself you know this you know you don't want to live that life but sometimes the thought creeps in and you feel like uh maybe i do kind of want that I've read that. I read that you said that. I read that you said sometimes it fucks with you. Sometimes. The, I- the idea of like the storybook romance or whatever. It would be nice. Yeah. See, exactly. You're doing it right It now. would be very nice to have the comfort, but I'm not going to sit up here and kiss a man's ass. Like, I don't like marriage and I don't want the idea of like a husband who like cheats on you and like lies to you. And now you got a whole another side chick is dealing with you because they want your husband. I'm just like, yo, tell me and I'll pack them up. And you can have them, you know. <laughs> I just don't want the complications that come along with the conventional marriage ideas, you know. I don't want those. Like, I have a pretty easygoing life. Like, my son is getting older, and, you know, his relationship, my relationship with his dad didn't work out. Thank heavens, because he was terrible. And I didn't like him. And, you know, he still kind of look to this day, it was a control. I meet, the men I meet find it interesting to try to control me and try to make me settle down and try to clip my wings and put me in a cage. I'm a free bird, and it's like, I don't want to date anybody who wants to clip. That's, like, really evil. Like, why can't you fly, too? Where are your wings at? Let's go fly together. Let's go have there fun. So. Yeah, I mean, that a good relationship is you get to be more of who you are. Exactly. Instead of less of who you yeah, are. Yeah, because they, they're just like, the the love I have for you so much is, like, I'm inspired by the fact that you're a free spirit. It inspires me to be free, too, you know, but a lot of men are just very conventional, and I just had to tell them. A lot of them know. I've had to break a lot of hearts. It's okay, though. You know, you'll be all right. I've said no to engagements. I've said no to relationships. And at this moment in time, no to friendships even. Because even sometimes men want to be your friends to try to sneak in and, and saddle you up and turn you into a horse. <laughs> Do you think they're threatened by, you know, the power of your soul, the power of your voice, the power, just like everything about you? Do you think that, like... There's something about them oh, that yeah. is threatened by you. I scare men. Yeah. I scare men. A liberated woman? Yeah. Men are terrified of me. Oh, they show it all the time. You know, and then they get all weird because I sell penis candles. They're like, oh, <laughs> I'm a man and she has a penis candle. What is she trying to say? What is she doing? How dare she? You know, I'm here to empower and give the power back to fems. All fems, inclusive of all fems, you know, and 
Um, men hate me. I don't care. Yeah, no, you can tell them, dude, man, you take a penis with you everywhere you go. I mean, hello, <laughs> yeah. you know, like men hate Maya, but then they love me in the same portion. But it's just this idea that they've never met a woman so free as me, and it scares them. So they don't know how to treat me. So it's like you have to understand that maybe I should be the first person to tell you how you should treat a woman like myself because there's so many of us out there and they kind of try to you know put us in a box because we're the undesirable ones the ones that can't get married off you know like no one's gonna marry your daughter sir (laughs) and that's fucked up that and that is how people frame it it's sad it's pretty sad but you know what all in so i will be happy to go out as a maiden you know it's cool if i get to just be a liberated woman who goes to play parties and orgies without having to deal with judgment or issues from a partner then yes i can go to a sex club in germany and perform and not look and have a good time you know i was actually in a relationship with somebody when i was in europe and they lived in europe too and he just got so jealous he just couldn't deal with it he just like he was jealous of the fact that i love music like to be in my life as a man you're gonna have to respect the fact that i'm going to do my career that and raise my child over you any day because this is what I know this is this is what makes me happy and this is what put food on the table is me singing my song so it's like I'm not gonna like fall in love with you and forget music that's stupid like you're just gonna have to get with the groove or keep it moving you know yeah I love the idea of this new person coming in and trying to take away these things take away your time from these things that have been there since you were born you that's know? weird yeah. like why would you want to I mean but then it's also like if I did have a partner, they'd be sitting here right now like, I am so bored. I am so bored. <laughs> well, this this all reminds me of another song, Eyes That Roar. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that because this this is a song that kind of reflects on, uh, maybe it's autobiographical. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were the nice girl. The, or the character in the song was the nice girl for a long time, but then not anymore. No more. Yeah. No more nice Maya, no. Yeah. Um, it's more so just getting revenge. Some people took advantage of me over the years, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like, it's like, you know, do you want to smile through the things that you've survived? Yeah, I want to smile, but I'm also looking at you like I'm very upset that you thought that because of my kindness that you can take advantage of it, and I'm not going to sit back. Now I'm not going to fight you back. No, I'm going to stand up for myself, and I'm not going to, like, I'm going to be your worst nightmare. You're going to have some nightmares about me, you know? But they think because I'm sweet, I'm very sweet. I hate that about me sometimes because I'm always like, are you okay? The com- the caring person, the loving person, I'm very maternal, all of that crap. Crap, I tell you. The Pisces rising gets me into a lot of trouble because I actually nurture and I care, you know, and I want to make sure everybody's okay and, and be there for everyone. But at the end of the day, you can't. You just can't because you find yourself drained. You find yourself... Um, needing to lick your own wounds and you don't have nobody there for you to patch you up but yourself you know so eyes that roar was kind of like my revenge song for the person and they know i hope if they hear it they know that song's about them you know want them to know that my eyes are roaring i'm tired of it you're not gonna take advantage of me anymore you, you play a song tonight called disco bill yes um that's another uh song influenced by a person we don't name the name yes yeah and that's that's kind of a, a sadder song it's heartbreaker and that's that's an experience you had yes i i know it's hard to believe that such a liberated woman like me has gotten my heart broken but it's true you know um it's really sad love can be very hit or miss i've learned to not put my all into situations because you never know how it's going to turn out so you got to always kind of you know stay on your toes 
so you don't get caught up with these hoes. Maybe keep the back door open to sneak out. You got to keep your options open at all times because you don't want to experience heartbreak. I remember my first actual heartbreak. I cried for a year. I was 18 years old. Yeah. A year. A year. Every, like every night you were I going cried. to bed? No. It would just be like, I'd be out with my friends and we could be enjoying the day. And then the tears would come and they'd be like, oh, gosh, she's crying over him again. You know, I was young. It was young love. Gone astray. It was sad. So, so Disco Bill, he uh, he's long gone now. Oh, he's goodbye. But he's one that actually kind of kind of hits you kind of hard. They all do in some type of way. Yeah. I do care. It's unfortunate. I care. It's an interesting sort of polarity, you know. Yeah. It's like you are this liberated person who is, is, is loudly yourself and is really proud of who you are. And you kind of are like, I don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. But also, you do really give a fuck. I do care. I care, but I don't care. It's um, a polarity for sure. Yeah. You know what? That's that's what makes your music real. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right on. It really is. You, you've got it. You, you got to go through that sometimes to, yeah. to write that. It's good inspiration. Maybe I should yeah. go get my heart broken again so I can give you something else, huh? <laughs> Haven't had my heart broken in a while. Maybe it's time to throw myself out on Tinder. But you, there's another song you mentioned to me uh, that's not a part of Maya Songbird, but with another project, uh, Body Bags, is it? <laughs> yeah, and you, and you kind of laughed, and you were like, this is a dark-ass song. It's hella dark. All right, well, tell us, how dark is it? What's you, even darker is when we're performing it, and the audience starts singing it with us, and I was just like, the first time we debuted it, the audience started singing it with us, and they were just swaying, and it was dark, and I was like, you guys are so dark-sided. This is part of another project, then? Telepathic Children. Okay, and this is you and someone else? This is me, Dorsey, and Lix. Okay. Maya, Dorsey, and Lix, and we are everything. We are gay rave. We are the the band that your mom warned you about, and more. And <laughs> so, so you have the uh, the this song. And what are the what are the people singing in the crowd? That's so dark. They're singing, body bag, oh body bag, oh. Sounds so evil, huh? Yeah, yeah. I put him in a body bag. He never ever called me back, so he went missing. Well. That's why I didn't call you. You back probably yet. had a good yeah, reason for it, though, right? Yeah, you know, it's a metaphor. Like I, I do sometimes after we do the song, because if the audience gets a little bit too dark and they're just really, really dark and they're singing the song "Dark Side," I'm like, okay, y'all, I don't want to see y'all on Channel Two News talking about body bags. And Maya Songbird told me to put him in a body bag, and you actually went and did it. Like I just want to let you know that that's a metaphor. <laughs> he dissed you, so you put him in a body bag in your mind, and he's dead to you. You no longer see him anymore because he's dead to you. Isn't he's actually alive somewhere, probably being a fuckboy somewhere else. But because you were strong enough to put him in the back of your mind and you kill him in your head. That's what you got to do. You got to kill him. You got to kill those fuckboys off, yeah, you, you know? You got to kill him off. It's, and uh, you always have to. People you think they can to, They think yeah. they can have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. No. They've got to be dead. They got to die. They got to die. They have got to this die. This is why the song is a good song, because it's I feel really like good. every relationship that ends, it's like they think, oh, well, we can still be friends. No. Not for a long time, my mm -mm. friend. Maybe never again. Kill him. Kill him. Death. You understand. <laughs> it's the only way. Do, do people come to you ever for, uh, you know, uh, counseling or like tarot reading or anything like that? I do tarot gui reading. Guidance sort of thing? I you, do. You strike me as somebody who people would come to for that sort of thing. Yeah, I do tarot card readings. My favorite deck is Mother Peace deck. Everybody who knows me knows that I care about that Mother Peace deck. And if I'm on the road, I got it. Hit me up. I do not charge. People usually give me money. But like my sister told me that if you have a gift... You shouldn't charge. If you have a psychic gift, you should share it with the world and not charge people for it. And that anybody, if anybody charges you for something that will give you insight about an issue, then they are scammers. 
and they're not really gifted because that's not how you're supposed to use your psychic gift. Yeah. But people got to make money. People got to pay that psychic. That psychic got to pay her light bill. It's unfair. Capitalism is real. Just imagine if capitalism was gone, then everybody can really live their best life how they want to live it. And they wouldn't have to go to a job that they hate and they're just wasting their life away. You know, we, we only get 20,000 days on planet earth supposedly. So day number 6,500 and you realize <laughs> I've been living all these days and now I had to pay a light bill and I'm pissed about it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm pissed. You so sh- You should be. Very pissed. Your newest album is called Darker? Latest, yeah. yeah. This is album has some of the songs we talked about, Eyes That Roar, Marry Me. I- is this? Is it a dark album? It's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, it, it came kind of on the heels of some of those things you mentioned. Um, uh, when did that album come out? This album came out in 2015. Oh, okay. So this is actually a while ago, this album. I released it as separate. It was Queen of Darkness and then Welcome to the Dark Side. And so I combined them together and called the project Darker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was in the, a part of my life where I just wanted people to know that, yes, I'm a very kind person, but don't fuck with me, you know? It was basically taking back my power. Um, The songs are kind of dark-sided, you know, with um, how the sunshine sounds sweet, but it's actually talking about the fact that people don't pay attention to the sunshine, and the sunshine has so much, like, cryptic warnings for us. Like, I don't don't know if you guys remember when the sunsets were, like, bloody red, and we're just like, yo, the sunsets are bloody red right now, y'all. And people don't care. They care about money. So it's very cryptic. It's talking about, like, you don't even have to care about the sunshines anymore, you know, because all you care about is freedom, which your freedom equates to having money in your pocket. Pocket That's freedom, you know. So it's very cryptic. The project is very um, intense. Um, the Queen of Dark Side, Queen, Queen of Dark Side project side is more, you know, it's, it's lightheartedness. Like, Wicked Attraction is pretty, pretty good. It's about, like, you know what it's like to date me a girl who's a Scorpio Sagittarius you know it's like I want to set you on fire but I'm also crazy so don't tell your boy don't tell your homies how crazy I am because I don't want to have to punch you you know it's kind of crazy it's it's good though it's It's, it's your vibe thank you yeah what's the next album you'll be putting out I will be putting out Cats from Venus finally um we recorded that project in 2015 Amar Island and this is, so this is amazing. We find you at a moment now where you're kind of reemerging artistically. Yeah. Seems like I mean you've been playing shows this whole time, but oh yeah. It seems like now you're starting to start to put new things out into the world again. Well, it takes time. You'd be surprised. Like a musician will record an album in 2011, yeah. and won't put it out until 2021. You yeah. know, a whole 10 years later. And this is coming out this year. Um. Yes, Cats from Venus is finally coming out this year. I've been doing the You Should Be Dancing song for a while which you play tonight you should be dancing everybody loves that song cats from venus cats from venus what is that all about what does that mean um it was random because we were at first called my amra there was maya and amra together yeah and then amra just kind of went on a interesting journey and was hard to catch up with but we had the album completed and so i said okay well maybe we won't be doing this as a group collaboration i should do this as a solo project and you just produced it and she was like, okay, because she's like doing yoga somewhere in like India right now. She just like dipped. She shaved her head, went on a spiritual journey. I'm like, hello, not more about to go promote this project. So I kind of had to like repackage the the project and like 
kind of do it independently on my own, which sucks because we had a lot of fun together as my Amra. But then I changed our names to Cats from Venus and we were going to go with that. And then I finally just went ahead and just was like, Maya Songbird is releasing a new album called Cats from Venus. And I thought the name was amazing because, you know, I spent time on Venus and I also love cats. I love cats a lot. Sometimes I feel like cats are just everything and it would be so much better if humans didn't exist, but cats did. And then cats will walk around in grocery stores and there'll be humans heads on ice and kind of instead of how like the fish, you know, and the meat, it'd be humans and cats are just walking around pushing carts and just living their best life. I love cats so much. In a better world. In a better world. Like see that cat. You got a cat tattoo? That's my cat. It's a black cat and she looks just like that. Her name is Uti. Uti. Yes. How old is Uti? She's like seven now. Yeah. She's funny because she like lives with my mom also because my mom has a very big backyard and I was going to put a house in the backyard, but at the moment I just moved into my studio space because I needed space. I'm in a, um, interesting creative space. And so, um, I'm appreciating that, but in May I will start to build the house in her backyard and I'll be with them. But right now she's in the backyard with my other cat drama and that's his name. Drama. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. answering to drama? I'm like, drama. He's like, meow. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) He's glad he doesn't know what it means. He doesn't know what it means, (laughs) y'all. So, gosh, so you you have put a lot of art out into the world, and we've touched on a lot of it today. But there's a lot more stuff out there, and people can go to mayasongbird.com to see some of it. That, and they can go to my YouTube channel, um... I haven't put a new video out yet since last year. My last video I put out was Chocolate Cherry, and that was um, December of 2018. Um, I mostly play shows. I play a lot of shows, and I tour a lot, and then I have the project with Telepathic Children, which has been amazing, and it's just, like, growing, and we're getting ready to go on tour in April, and maybe you guys will have us here on the show. That would be nice. We'd love that, yeah. Um, Dorsey's also from the Bay. She's from Palo Alto. Yeah. And Licks is from Florida, where they have alligators that that go into your backyard and yeah. swim in your swimming pool. They do. True. And every Florida person they learn in school how to run from alligators. They have to run zigzag. You got to learn. Is there anything we haven't hit on about you tonight? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> we pretty much talked about everything that is Maya the Regal Slut here. Maya the Regal Slut. We learned about how you're going to die. We learned Singing about Regal Slut. Singing Regal Slut. I mean, that's yep. going to be amazing. Or, you that's know, that second going. option. But, I mean, what are the chances that I get to go into outer space? I mean, you know. Uh, but life is so unpredictable. You never know. Magic is real. And magic, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth, you know. Um, it'll be nice if NASA holler at your girl, you know. No, it might be Elon Musk. He's dating Grimes, huh? That's very true, yeah. They have a baby on the way? They do have a baby on the way. That's wild. Oh, yeah. Well, then he's going to send Maya into space. That'll be nice. You yeah. hear that, Elon? Yeah. I'm yes. your girl. Holler at me. You have any closing thoughts for certain uh, Tom Gaffney? You know what? I uh, When when you take off on Elon's plane, I think I want to be with you. You want to come? Yeah. Huh? I, what are you trying to say? Are you... you uh, no, I would like to be in space. shoot your shot at Maya Songbird? Yeah. Want, no, no. I want to take a shot at space with you. Okay, let's go to space. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> am... Uh, I'm a free bird as you are, actually. Oh, no, that's right. Okay, yeah, you yeah. hear that, y'all? Do you hear <laughs> this? You hear this? So, that's the deal. I agree. Uh, uh, you, yeah. you two are very free souls. What's your sign? I'm a Taurus. Okay. Are you yeah. April or May? 
April. Okay. Yeah, right there. Uh, Aries Taurus on Hello, the twenty first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're so, definitely on the cusp. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius, Scorpio. I'm November twenty sixth. I'm an Aries. Oh, come through. I love yeah, Aries, man. March thirtieth. Oh, nice. You're kind of on the cusp too. You're like, you probably got some Pisces energy. You're a March Aries. Yeah, oh, boys, you got the Pisces energy. You feel yeah. that in me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're 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 very giving and healing and and uh, concerned for yeah. others. That's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Especially when we're in Aries, because yeah. Aries don't care about nobody but they sell. Well. Thank you so much for joining yes. us tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We love what you're putting out in the world. Thank you. It, the, the music that you played tonight is so beautiful. Thank I mean, you. we get to listen to it in this big room with nice. a nice echo, and it just, it's beautiful. I hope people yeah. really listen to all the four songs that we're nice. about to play because yeah. it was wonderful. And, and thank you for making the trip to Petaluma. Thank you. And for yeah. just being so generous with everything that you shared with us. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. And everybody go out and see Maya live and buy some merch. Yeah. Buy see some how the magic merch. works. Yes. And in just a moment, the music of Maya Songbird is up next. Thanks again. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I am summoning the Cosmic Mother to enchant you, to mesmerize you. To dazzle and hypnotize you. I'm calling her from a few galaxies over. With this spell, may she become real. I believe in magic. I believe in magic. I believe in magic. You wanna get down, get down, get down on a funky beat. Come on, come on, sing along, sing along, come say it with me. You say, I believe in magic. You say, I believe in magic. I've got magic in my heart. I've got magic in my brain. I speak magic all the time. I am woman, I'm magic. I believe in magic. I can hear you. I believe in magic Magical energy keeps you open Keeps you ready to receive Magic's all around us Just waiting to be seen Love is magic Sunshine is magic What you say now? Magic's in the air Come on baby, come a little close to me Come on baby, come a little closer to me Let me feel all of that beautiful Magical energy in the air When you say, I believe in magic I believe in magic I believe in magic I believe in magic Alright, let's dance
How you want something so bad? 
you're not thinking of me. Bye-bye, Disco Billy. Just not your feel. Hate this go, baby.